So I have some really exciting news this week. I'm so excited for you, Dave. (laughs) Wait, I don't know what's going on. I feel like it's finally happening, Eric. Uh, Everything that Dave has ever wanted is coming to fruition. Do you and I need to have the talk? (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, This past week, I got a very fun email hailing from Blanchardville, of all places. Oh, your favorite place. Yeah. A gentleman by the name of Paul Sather uh, reached out to me through the, like, general discover wisconsin email and was like hey i don't know if anyone's reached out from blanchardville but uh we would love to talk to audio dave he is fifth generation blanchardville um Mm -hmm. and is just super connected with the town we've been talking and i was like no one's reached out yet thank you so much (laughs) for verifying that people are out there listening from Blanchardville. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he gave me a little bit of history and was kind of talking through some of the structures that we've talked about and the, that Airbnb in town. And I was basically like, let me know what's exciting coming up in the spring and summer. And I'm there. Like I want to mm-hmm. learn everything there is to know about Blanchardville. So hopefully <laughs> that will be getting set up and my dream will come true. It'll be good for your mayoral well, aspirations. Yeah. Yes. I do. We invite him on the show for a, a deep dive into Blanchardville. Ooh. Do we? Do we go to Blanchardville? Do we take the cabin on the road for the second time? Whatever the company is willing to fund, <laughs> I want to do it big. Perfect. That would be pretty sweet. Perfect. So I, again, Paul, thank you for reaching out. I am so excited to learn more about your uh, town. What? It's not a town. It's, it's a, a village. Of village. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, Dave, I, I probably shouldn't. Well, I shouldn't say this. I'm going to say this anyway. I may or may not once upon a time. So I'm sad that no one else has reached out until now. Uh, <laughs> I, although I'm very excited for you because at some point in time, I did reach out to this the town of Blanchardville. <laughs> really? And I said, how did we get this man a key to the city? And then I linked all the episodes that you have just like raved about Blanchardville. No one ever responded to me. Oh, <laughs> So well, I was maybe so that's... excited that he did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the email that finally found him or something. Yeah, remember, because you texted me about that, Susan. I and did. I, somehow we both kept our mouths shut, which nice. is amazing. Uh, I tried so and, hard. But, Dave, we're so excited for you. It, it took 114 episodes, but it finally happened. Yes. <laughs> the key hasn't been acquired, but, you know, we're on our way. It just might. It just might. Oh, my goodness. And welcome to the cabin. It is the Ides of March, and mm. we are going to do some deep diving today. Yes, so, we are. I'm Eric Paulson. I'm Susan Foch. I'm Audio Dave. And uh, we're going to dive headlong into a really cool coastal town. Hang on. Are you going to explain the Ides of March real quick or no? Nah. You really want me getting into Julius Caesar's assassination? I'm just saying you had to bring it up. So it's like, why would you <laughs> and not explain and it for those who don't there's a group called the Ides of March, and they have a cool song called Vehicle, but we can't play a snippet of it because we don't have the rights to it, right? Uh, and I was so. not prepared to. Yeah. So. There you go. Okay. Well, Eric, why don't you teach us about our county of the week instead of the uh, history lesson that is the Ides of March? Yeah, I'm not going to get into the whole Julius Caesar okay. thing. But uh, the cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association. And this week we're featuring Lafayette County, which is in our Driftless area, southwestern Wisconsin, named for Marquis de Lafayette, a French general who helped the Continental Army during the Revolutionary War. So we're going way back here. Our county seat, of course, is Darlington, charming little town. The courthouse scenes from Public Enemies, by the way. 
They filmed all over the state, but those courthouse scenes were filmed at the gorgeous Lafayette County Courthouse, which is, of course, in downtown Darlington. Uh, Wisconsin's first capital, the first uh, convening of the legislature, was in Lafayette County in Belmont. Mm -hmm. We talked about that before. Those buildings are available to uh, tour and check out. Uh, You have a beautiful Shellsburg, home to Shellsburg Cheese and Raleigh's Cheese House on Highway 11. A lot of great cheese shops in Lafayette County. It is famously home to Gravity Hill, which is the place where you can drive your car, you put it in neutral, and somehow your car rolls backwards for a ways. That sounds a little scary. I have video of me doing mm-hmm. it, and sure enough, and they don't know if it's because of, if there's a large piece of iron underneath the road that kind of draws the, the magnetic elements in your car, or if there's, there's some spirit or something. But anyway, <laughs> it's in Lafayette County. Okay. And guess what's in the northeast corner of Lafayette County? Blanchardville. Little corner Yay. of Blanchardville. <laughs> it all ties in. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's why you wanted to talk about Blanchardville yes, for this episode. Exactly. I get it now. Fair okay. enough. All right. The cabin is also presented, as always, by WCA Group Health Trust, a trusted health benefit partner that assists Wisconsin counties, municipalities, and school districts throughout Wisconsin. And this week, they're reminding our listeners that March is National Nutrition Month. And as we mentioned before, we're we're trying to do our best to shine some light on this after. You know, we've we've paid a lot of attention to the fried foods, the the greasy foods, the yeah. sweet well, foods. National of Pie Day was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're we're just trying to you know remind people to uh, develop healthy eating habits, mm-hmm. um, and that can lead to your better general wellness. And Eric, I know you had mentioned that you had previously written for was it a TV segment or it something? it was a TV show called Health Corner that was on Lifetime TV. Yeah. And so I wrote about nutrition because uh, one of the segments I focused on was a healthy cooking segment Mm. with a guy who called himself Chef MD. He was a Mm. practicing physician and a professionally trained chef. Very cool. So I learned all these ways you can make like whole wheat elbow macaroni and nutritional yeast along with some other healthy ingredients. You can make a really healthy mac and cheese Mm. that tastes really good. And I learned about all the different swaps you can make. I learned about how healthy certain spices are. I mean, if you love the cinnamon, pile it on. If you love uh, turmeric, mm, which, mm-hmm. of course, uh, mustard, there's a lot of turmeric and mustard. Uh, there's some healthy condiments then. Uh, and just ways you can add a lot of spice to food without adding salt, for example, so much salt and things like that. Uh, it's really remarkable how easy it is to eat healthy and tasty at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are vegan restaurants now that are actually delicious. I don't know how they're doing it, but <laughs> with eating healthy is easier now than ever. That's quite possible. Susan. Witchcraft. <laughs> that is quite possible. Don't but, come after me for that. That was a joke. <laughs> and, as, and as much as I love eating unhealthy and I do it for the show on a regular basis, it's really easier to eat healthy and tasty than it's probably ever been. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Of course, your health is important so that you can get out there and explore Wisconsin for years to come. You can find more wellness tips at WCAGHT.org. WCA Group Health Trust, your partner in health. I am so excited for today's episode and to introduce today's guest, Dave. Do, did we actually, I cannot remember, did we decide on the new deep dive sound effect? Uh, you mean this? <laughs> that sounded aggressive. <laughs> We're making it's quite too a late splash. For notes. 
It's what it is. All right, all right. Well, we are so excited to welcome to the cabin Courtney Hansen, who I have known for many years back in the Miss Wisconsin days, when especially when she served as Miss Wisconsin 2016. She is born and raised in Manitowoc and now is the director of tourism for the city of Manitowoc for all of five days, Courtney? Yeah, it's only been a handful, but checking along. We're trucking along. But I'm excited because we actually asked you to do this episode before you announced the director of tourism. And then when that happened, I was like, that's just so perfect timing. (laughs) It really Um, was. I wanted to be like, um, hey, it might be even better timing in a couple weeks, but I didn't want to jinx anything. Yeah. No, it's good. So I'm very excited because you obviously, especially as Miss Wisconsin, when you went to Miss America, you got a lot of questions about Manitowoc. So I feel like you have Mm -hmm. to be an expert at explaining a brief overview of the city. So can you do that for us today? Sure. So if you're not familiar with Manitowoc, it is a frankly gorgeous lakefront community. Uh, We are right on the shores of Lake Michigan. And I recently did serve on city council right before I was tourism director and have played a role in really growing our downtown. That is one of my favorite areas in this community. Uh, We have so much to do so much to eat, so much to drink, Uh, a really great combination uh, right on the waterfront that we didn't even have a few years ago. There are so many new uh, restaurants and um, breweries that have come up that really make this a really exciting place to visit if you haven't been, especially in a few years. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big key. Uh, Downtown Manitowoc and some districts surrounding it, Mm -hmm. abutting Mm -hmm. it, if you will, have really undergone some new development that and Manitowoc ran through a tough time for a while. I mean, you know, the big mm-hmm. mural plant shut down and Manitowoc mm-hmm. t- took a few punches mm-hmm. and they've reemerged in a way that's that's been really impressive. There's a good energy there now. Mm-hmm. We really do have that renewed energy. Uh, even in um, our manufacturing, we had a hit a few years ago, but now we have cranes again mm-hmm. in our community with Kona cranes. There was I missed it. I was on uh, vacation elsewhere, but when that big blue crane mean came down the river and went off to wherever it was going, I can't remember off the top of my head. I mean, everyone was camped out at the crack of dawn to see this big, massive crane. One of our breweries even had a beer named after it. Um, so we're really embracing all that's new and great in our community. Well, and we've been there filming for shows before, and uh, we went to Burger Boat Company, for example. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool to watch them build these massive yachts that they just drop right into the Manitowoc River when they're ready, and they just, out to the lake they go, and out to the world's oceans they go. Hmm. Yeah. The, the Manitowoc, and of course you have the Maritime, I know you're going to get into these things, but the Maritime Museum and the USS Cobia, the shipbuilding mm-hmm. history, and the maritime quality of Manitowoc is uh, unparalleled. It's so cool that we've had, I mean, such a rich, long history of shipbuilding, and it's still, I mean, present today. You know, driving to my house, uh, it's not there anymore, but for quite a few months, going, driving past Burger Boat to my house, you could see the Miss Wisconsin being built, and I was like, (laughs) hey, to my husband, do you think if I say I used to hold the title that would let me, like, see what's going on on the boat? Um, It's like having a key to the city, yeah, right? I do have one, actually. Actually, that's true. I know. We have to figure out how you got the key to the city so we can translate that to Blanchardville for Dave. (laughs) I can put in a good word with the mayor. (laughs) They might. They might. 
But then we have, I mean, the history of the Wisconsin Maritime Museum, like you mentioned, and a submarine that is still here in town that you can tour. And I don't know if you knew you can actually sleep on it. It's mm-hmm. on Airbnb wow. now. So, yeah. It cool. is a, well, they still have events for kids, right? Where kids can sleep over on it? Or at least they did before oh, yeah. COVID. Is that back? Yep. Okay, good. Huh. I believe it is that they can do little sleepovers, but then, yeah, anyone can book on Airbnb at night to sleep on the sub, which. Is I think it I want to do pretty soon. Is so that, it as scary and claustrophobic as I imagine it would be? <laughs> I, I don't. I used to think it was a little frightening when I was little. Uh, yeah. But we did a tour for our chamber leadership class uh, a couple of years ago, and I was the one where like the bus was driving away, and I was still on the submarine <laughs> talking to the tour guide and just thought it was the greatest thing in the world wow. so Dave, i can't it, believe it's on airbnb of yeah, all places that is, that like not a, a direct site to go to they're like no we just you know look at it <laughs> just look, look, at, look on airbnb oh my that's world so war ii era submarines aren't normally considered airbnbs yeah, so yeah that is a bit <laughs> no, of an exception but in manitowoc they are yeah that's and, and so dave funny. uh to answer your question because i've been on the cobia yeah. if you're a fan of cathedral ceilings you're not going to want to be on it <laughs> but it's, it's a really cool it's really cool i'm just always so fascinated by how compact everything is and everything Mm -hmm. is functional in its place it's just like whoever designs these things must be so good at jigsaw puzzles yeah (laughs) it's impressive that's true space is at a premium on a sub yeah so Mm -hmm. oh for sure so we talk about uh you know the cobia but of course you can take a boat across the lake from manitowoc with the ss badger Mm -hmm. which has been operating for you know geez i don't know three quarters of a century or something like that (laughs) it's actually a continuation of u.s highway 10 on its run from the Dakotas to, to Michigan, huh. you're on a U.S. highway on that. In fact, the little, the symbols right on the back of the boat. Wow. And it's pretty cool. It's a four-hour ride across <laughs> to Ludington, and it's something everybody should try, right? Yes, that's on my, I've actually never taken the trip across. So that is on my list to do this spring. Uh, and then new this past year, uh, they have cruises. So you can do a cruise along the lake shore. They just adjust the time a little bit. At night or in the afternoon in Manitowoc, we have a really fun Packer Badger theme night coming up. Uh, So those are also on my list. Just jumping around on the Badger for a few hours just seems very, very perfect. The SS Badger and March Madness is about to start. Oh, it's such well, a fun thing. I was going to say, all three, all three of you were Badgers, so that actually would be mm-hmm. more on brand for the yeah. three of you. Yes. Yep. Very on brand. And really, and I don't know which high school you went to in Manitowoc, but... Lincoln. Uh, okay, was that the ship's... Yes. Okay, yes, the yes. Manitowoc oh. Lincoln High School, the Shipbuilders is their team name. Cool. And they've mm-hmm. had a history, I know at least when I was in high school, back when I was in high school, uh, the ships were like one of the five or ten highest rated football teams in the country. Hmm. They've been, they've had a history of being very a very powerful football team. When you think of a, the name Shipbuilders, I mean, you're thinking of some serious yeah. strength right there. But that is <laughs> yes. that is Manitowoc. Yeah, we have. I mean, the shipbuilding just continues on throughout the community from our, you know, the museums to the high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said. Theme rolls on. The theme rolls on. Now, for another piece of history, we go from the water to outer space. I mean, I'd be remiss if I yes. didn't mention. Mm. Uh, you have the, to. Because uh, it's one of the biggest festivals in town every every year, too. Mm-hmm. I know we're at the polar opposite of September, <laughs> but uh, Sputnik Fest happens every September. And the reason for that is because a piece of uh, Soviet spacecraft 
crashed into Manitowoc in 1962, just landed on 8th Street. <laughs> right? Yes, and just happened to land right across the street from the museum. So the Rar West Art Museum couldn't have landed in a better spot. So now wow. every year we have, it really is perfect landing that we can kind of have. We don't have the actual piece that was sent back off, I believe, to mm-hmm. Um, return to sender. Come, <laughs> yeah, return to sender. But we do have a replica, and then every September we have Sputnik Fest in the community, which is a very quirky and delightful festival. We have costume contests, pet <laughs> costume contests. I got to judge last year, and that was a boatload of fun. Just these cute little kids with the craziest outfits and. <laughs> Their interpretations on aliens and extraterrestrial life was cool. a great time. <laughs> well, there's even a pageant there. I believe it's the night before. Sputnik yeah, Fest is normally on a Saturday. It. Ms. Space yes. Debris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I wish I would have held that title. You know, so now, how cool that space debris. I'm on the Rar West board now, so I, I, I think that would be a conflict if you know I was <laughs> yeah, appointed I myself, Miss Space debris. Debris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But goodness. that museum, if you haven't been to the festival or the museum, is one of my absolute favorites. We have just, I mean, it's a it's a department of the city, so it's free to the public. Um, the city really owns the museum, but it is such an awesome collection with Picasso, George O'Keefe, Andy Warhol, uh, just some of the exhibits we have and pieces that we can display in the collection. You just don't see that in every small community. And we have that here in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, and in a gorgeous, gorgeous mansion. Um, I actually had my wedding photos taken at the Christmas in the mansion. If you've never been, that's probably my other favorite exhibit. Mm-hmm. They just deck every room in the mansion out in the most beautiful Christmas trees and decorations and uh, getting married a couple days after Christmas. Yeah. That was the the gorgeous, the place to be for all the photos. Very cool. Very oh nice. my gosh. Well, you mentioned it was a department of the city. Another one is the mm-hmm. zoo. Yes. Lincoln Park Zoo. Yes. Mm. I love that zoo. Uh, we have a great array of animals, kids activities. There's a kid's barn. Um, again, not every community has a zoo owned by the city, but we're lucky to have, you know, the zoo, an awesome aquatic center right by all of our baseball diamonds in Citizens Park. And then the Rar West, like I mentioned, just free to the public. So a lot of good amenities for residents and visitors. Oh, for sure. Sooner or later, we got to talk about breweries. Would this be a good time? Uh, yes. <laughs> Would you like to talk about breweries? Well, I might as well. All right, go for it. Uh, of course. Because Manitowoc had none a couple years ago. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long, long time. I mean, every place had a brewery in the 1800s, and then forever they didn't. Now Manitowoc <laughs> has two. Hmm. And yes. one is Pet Skull, which that is an ominous-sounding is... name. Dave is checking it out is. his map. Yeah. It's, if you're oh, watching yeah. Oh, it's on that map. It's on that map. Uh, it is a very fun place, and they, they actually opened in this little storefront downtown on 9th Street. And more recently, they moved into a larger building just a couple mm-hmm. blocks to the west. But that is anchoring a new area called the River Point District, right? Correct. Correct. So that's really exciting that late this past summer, they moved in and you can just see the River Point District constantly being, I mean, it's a constant construction zone of what's to come with apartment buildings. The roads are being built. Uh, We'll have more retail and restaurants uh, in the coming years. But right now it's a gorgeous building that they renovated. The original wood floors are in there. And I mean, if you've been in the last pet skull, it was very tiny, but always that very cozy, fun atmosphere. Uh, it's just as packed. 
and it's tripled, quadrupled in size. We were just recently at their Mardi Gras event, um, which in addition to great beer, twice the amount of beer, they always have 20 on tap instead of the, the 10 that they had at the last location. They mm-hmm. now have Cajun food, which is a Ooh. delicious new, new uh, flavor spice. for Manitowoc. Mm. Oh, yeah, it. lots of spice. Yeah, and their, their beers are really good. And mm-hmm. uh, they've inspired another brewery to start up called Sabbatical, oh, yes. which is, uh, as the, well, okay, first of all, where Pet Skull is, the River Point District, you're basically across from Burger Boats. You can see the river, mm-hmm. and it's just west of 10th Street, which is also, you know, US 10 and Business 42 and kind of the western edge of downtown. You can see where a lot of that stuff is going in right now, and it's, I think it's an exciting mm-hmm. development. Yeah. It's so exciting. So along with Petsco, which is anchoring that new district on the edge of downtown, if you go, I don't know, maybe a mile or two to the west, kind of a near west side neighborhood, you have Sabbatical, which came into another old building. Was that a woolen mill or something like that, Courtney? It was like an old mill or something, Yeah, right? that's correct. Yeah, mill. Another big space. And they specialize, boy, I think last time I was there, they had a lot of IPAs, a lot of the heavier dark beers. And so they have their own specialties. And I think uh, with Pet Skull and Sabbatical there, I mean, there's only one thing better than a brewery in town, and that's two breweries. (laughs) And uh, they seem to play quite nice with each other and collaborate on things, and it's for the good of the town. So that's good. They have a healthy uh, craft brewing scene now. Hmm. And uh, that that only adds, of course, to the the fun people can have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. They do events together, coordinate events. And, I mean, they both have their really cool things. Pet Skull and their Cajun food. Mm. Sabbatical has more food trucks. And they are right across from a dog park. So they are super dog-friendly, have a very dog-friendly beer garden. So we're very excited to bring our new puppy, Loki, there Mm. quite (laughs) often this spring and summer. Excellent. (laughs) Hopefully he he enjoys it as much as we do. Yeah. I think he will. (laughs) And there are a lot of good little watering holes in Manitowoc, and we won't get into all that detail because, you know, that would take hours. Oh, yes. But I did want to see about an update on, a, on an old town, uh, old stage door place. Used to be called Kathy's. Yes. For visitors, that's a, that's a good deep dive place because that's the oldest house in Manitowoc, and it became a bar. Hmm. Yes. Wow. Now I think it's just stage door pub. Uh, they renovated inside. Uh, I think it's a little bit more... I don't know if chic is the right word, but it's a little cleaner, cozy. My husband and I went there. They had great live music one night and just these gorgeous twinkle lights in the in the summer. And it's one of our new favorite little spots to go. The, the music there is always great. And people tend to venture out there after a show at the Capitol Civic Center, mm-hmm. uh, which, if you haven't been there for a show, is one of the most gorgeous theaters I've ever seen. We had uh, our local Miss Harbor Cities pageant there recently, and everyone could, no one could stop just commenting on how gorgeous it is. And it recently was renovated and went through quite a, a, a process, and it's it worth every penny. That is a true old school theater, uh, big stage, oh, yes. big screen. We actually, uh, when we did a Manitowoc and Two Rivers episode a couple of years back, that's where the premiere was. Mm. And that Ooh, is uh, that, that theater dates back to the Golden Age era, the big marquee signs right on 8th Street, which is the main drag downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic place. And then, so if you can see a show, definitely do that there. And then, yeah, that stage door. That little bar place, it's, you know, block northeast of it. People love filtering over there afterwards, and it's just a great oh, yeah. scene. Hmm. 
It really is. I love it. Courtney, I do have a question that, again, I'm sure you're used to kind of chatting this way, especially now that you're in (laughs) tourism. But if you were someone were to visit Manitowoc either for a day or a weekend for the very first time and you were playing tour guide for the day, where would you take them? What's the ideal day, ideal weekend? Okay, so for breakfast, uh, we live in a very residential area, but we are also blessed that a couple blocks away, we have one of my favorite bakeries in town, Hartman's Bakery. Uh, So I would take my guest on a walk down over there and pick up one of, um, they're just wonderful donuts. Or I mean, (laughs) it's in the morning, but I went to pick up donuts this past weekend and got my husband a fun little beer cookie. So um, their sugar cookies are also my, well, it was just, they have really great fun sugar cookies that are always on brand with the season. So they had um, some that I think were meant for St. Patrick's Day, Hmm. but he enjoyed the beer cookie Hmm. by midday. Um, But I would stop there for, (laughs) it it was delightful. I didn't get any of that one. Um, I would stop at Hartman's and then just walk another block or two to Beans and Cream, uh, which is a cute little coffee shop on the corner. Um, And if it's on the weekend in spring, summer, early fall, uh, taking a walk down to the farmer's market is one of my favorite things. Uh, The farmer's market takes place right in our downtown, right next to the wharf. Uh, So if you get there late enough, um, the wharf is open and you can go have a bucket of mimosas or one of their other fun um, specialty drinks, their big Bloody Marys they have with all the fixings on top. Hmm. Uh, And just, you know, take in the morning on, on the waterfront. Uh, If we haven't done any of the museums, I would make sure to hit those up because they are so special um, that pretty much within walking distance, we can take in art, we can take in our shipbuilding history, our submarine history. But I would also spend some time shopping downtown. We have a ton of cute little boutiques. Uh, Graced is one, the Flower Gallery is another, Uh, just so many cute little things down there. And lunch would for sure be at Courthouse Pub. That Mm. is hands down one of my favorite restaurants. Their cheese curds are the best. Um, They come with a fun little like raspberry dipping sauce. And that was the Mm. first time I'd ever had that sauce. But I mean, if you don't like it, if you love it, no matter what, the cheese curds are just so fresh, so crisp, so light. I, I, I've had meals of just cheese curds before from there, but all their food is pretty incredible. The raspberry dip—that's an interesting twist. I've never that. heard it is. Of raspberry. I'm used to savory it, with that, but yeah. the sweet is hmm. intriguing. Well, and we've tried. It, it, it's the, uh, a nice combination. Yeah, we've tried the maple syrup on that cheese curd episode. True, and, and that was good. Yeah, we did, we weren't sure what to expect, but the sweet kind of worked. So a little sweet and sour sounds like. I would be willing to try it. It's a good combination. Hmm. On the cheese curd, I know Farm Wisconsin has, I think it's like a blueberry. They have some blueberry um, at the Farm Wisconsin Museum just outside of town that everyone raves about. I haven't had those yet, but (laughs) they get rave reviews. But for the the rest of our little afternoon, I would make sure to hit up Bernstein's um, Candy Shop and Ice Cream Parlor, one of my favorite stops, whether you want some tasty chocolate, or you want to sit down and have a wonderful ice cream sundae, uh, which they, I mean, they come, I mean, if you, if you've never been there, it just, it brings you back all the dark wood, Hmm. original kind of candy shop, ice cream parlor style. I mean, it, everything you're served just looks like 
Ewan back a, a, a decade or so. Well, it's super old is, school and authentic because it does date back for, I don't know, what, 80 years or something? Wow. Yes. Hmm. Did I say decade? I meant like century. Right. <laughs> Somewhere in there. <laughs> Very yes. cool. But um, for dinner, I would definitely bring my my friend, my guest to Hala. Um, that's one of my favorite spots Hala. for dinner. <laughs> Hala! Yeah, that's... It, does yep, everyone yep. walking in fun, the door have to do that? No, they don't, but they do have some fun but plays. But they still drive the, the waitstaff crazy, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things in the menu, it, it changes. It's very um, farm to table. Everything is from me, local farmers. Um, but one thing that is an ever-changing but same item on the menu is the Hollaback pizza, which always makes me think of, like, Gwen Stefani vibes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's... <laughs> they don't have bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S on those, do they? Okay, Maybe good. a banana no. pepper? At least not. Oh. Ooh, not a, not actual bananas, that's, yeah. that's clever. Banana peppers, uh, we... B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Like we got it. For this that is an idea they should use. I'm telling you, if they don't that do that right excellent. now, okay. please send them this episode. Yes. This time. <laughs> I, I, I will. As soon as this is up. <laughs> <laughs> because the Hollaback Pizza changes uh, weekly, monthly, and it just supports a local nonprofit, but it's always their specialty pizza. So, hmm. you know, one with banana peppers Perfect. in a fun name like that would be a recipe made in heaven. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, For banana sure. Banana peppers on a pizza are awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I digress. I thought okay. it would be. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. lunchtime, right? Yeah, I know. It's good. <laughs> In there, right? Go yeah. grab something after this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, perfect. Anything else on your uh, ideal day with your first time visitor, Courtney? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, if they haven't checked out some of our waterfront bar esque, I mean, they're not just bars, they have food, all the, all the goodies. Um, the Wharf and the Waterfront Wine Bar, two of my favorites. Um, the Wharf is and the wine bar are relatively new, but they both sit actually opposite sides of the river. And you can just listen to live music at the wharf, have a drink or two, enjoy some snacks, or walk over the bridge and down the steps and take in a slightly different view from the wine bar and a cheese board and a glass or two of wine. So um, the options are really, really endless now when it comes to our waterfront sips that you can have along the shores of Lake Michigan. Yeah. You already have the Mariner's Trail where you can walk that off. There's beautiful statues and gardens right there along along 42. And uh, so, yeah, the fact you can walk to wine bars after that is pretty sweet. What an ideal day. Honestly, it makes me want to, like, do a little kind of getaway in the summer in Mm -hmm. Manitowoc. Come visit. Oh, I do. I want to. Put my boat shoes on. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Go hang out at the lake. It'll be fantastic. But I know that this is a deep dive into Manitowoc, and I think that we've really accomplished Mm -hmm. that goal today. But I want just to end on a really high note. Can you just drop us one hidden gem in Manitowoc? Thank you, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, this is one that I just recently learned more about. Uh, You're all familiar with bed and breakfasts, but Mm -hmm. in Manitowoc, we have a dead in breakfast. Ooh, I've heard of this. a really cool bar. Yes. So there, I just took a tour. There are three different rooms that you can stay on at this dead in breakfast, which is right downtown Manitowoc, and they all have different scary themes. And you can have a not scary night, or you can have, you know, the normal scary night where you... You get frightened. The, yeah. the actors 
try to scare you a little bit as you are trying to catch some shut-eye, but it is <laughs> such a cool building. One of the oldest buildings downtown. The rooms are amazing. Um, they you, you don't get to see the photos or anything ahead of time, but Ooh. like I said during the tour, pretty darn cool. <laughs> and there's actually a bar. If you go in a few sneaky doors um, <laughs> inside the dead and breakfast, all of a sudden you're just in this gorgeous room. Um, the Shrunken Head is the name of the bar. <laughs> it is, there's a ch- uh, leopard print pool table. It is just a very eclectic and Ooh, amazing like. place. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting. You have to go. And I mean, I, I couldn't tell you how I walked up the stairs and got in there because there's so many like cool entrances and exits and secret doors and whatnot, but wow. it is a cool place. Yeah. Like dead and breakfast. I, uh, you and know, I'm not going to lie. That's a hard pass for me. <laughs> I am not a scary movie girl. What about you two? It'd be worth trying one night. Yeah. I, I mean, I would definitely plan on getting some catch up sleep the next yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Not in between two really active days. I can't but... imagine anyone being like, yeah, I'll sleep here the night before doing something else. Like before I run a marathon. marathon yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. looking. Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> yeah. I remember looking up videos and stuff about this when uh, we were doing some research for our Haunted Wisconsin series. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looked really fun. And that ties in because in October you have Windigo Fest, which is kind of a scary, yes. fun, you know, theme. It's mm. the perfect kind of festival that a dead and breakfast would tie into. Interesting. And it's, yeah, it's actually so. by the same the same woman puts oh, it all cool. together. Mm-hmm. So. I figured. Yeah. I figured there was a connection there. <laughs> sense. Oh my gosh. Well, Courtney Hansen, thank you so much for joining us in the cabin to teach us a little bit more about Manitowoc. I think this was a very informative and uh, planning a trip heavy episode. So yeah. thank Good you for, for that. Yay. <laughs> thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. Well, thanks for having me. Nice to do a deep dive into a maritime city like that. Yeah. Right? That was Quite fun. aptly named. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, now let's make a splash with Ooh. one of what our sponsors. <laughs> I'm a professional broadcaster, Susan. That happens. All right. Of course, Jolly Good Soda, which we've uh, we've mentioned before, and now we've got Diet Cream sodas. Well, I have one in my hands. What do you have? I have a Diet Sour Power. Ooh. I have a grape, which we learned last week. It can be used for a purple cow. <gasps> oh, nice. Yes. Mm. All right. All right. Well, Ready? I, I say we dive into these three, two, yep. one. Ah. Yes. Uh, good and fizzy. <laughs> That's so satisfying when they're in unison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sure lie. everybody loves to hear our swallowing. I can't. <laughs> wow. That's good. I'll probably edit that part out. Just <laughs> that cream soda is so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Can I just say, I can't drink the Diet Sour Power now without like making me want a taste of an old-fashioned. Yep. That's true. That, that is the old-fashioned mix. I know. We should use. Um, and the, yeah, bars need to get it in the gun. Absolutely. I think. That, I, that'd be good. This is our next uh, manager complaint that we have. <laughs> Not in a grocery store, but in, in a bar. Yeah. All right. So here's the deal. It's available in six and 12 packs <laughs> in select flavors like the ones we're enjoying here at Festival Foods, Woodman's, Sendix, Piggly Wiggly, Triggs, and Quality Foods. Now, if you can't find Jelly Good at your local store, complain to the manager or politely request. That sometimes you get more flies with sugar <laughs> than you do with vinegar. Um or if they don't have it at a bar, when you go to your supper club mm-hmm. and you order an old-fashioned sour, which is what I always do, I'm like, mm-hmm. can you make it jolly good? 
Can you yeah. make it a jolly Just good start song? pressuring, just a gentle, low pressure. Absolutely. And eventually, they'll get jolly good in the gun. There you go. That'd I be pretty like sweet. It. They have a diet line, too, which is the one I'm drinking. Uh, it's caffeine-free, zero calories, zero grams of carbs, and zero sugars. It's the perfect way, of course, to enjoy your favorite flavor. Get ready for your summer bod or my summer dad bod, which I'm working on. Uh, and it tastes amazing in mixers, too. So make sure you stay up to date on their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. Very consistent. The name at Jolly Good Soda for all the fun promotions they have and a lot are coming up this summer. Mm -hmm. Do you know what also goes really nicely with this Diet Sour Power? Cheese? Oh, I was going to say a little charcuterie board, which would only be, it would only behoove you to make it with excellent Wisconsin cheese. And very fun fact, I was kind of excited to hop on over to the Wisconsin Cheese Masters in Egg Harbor and chat with Jim about literally how masterful cheese gets made. So let's play that. (laughs) All right, cabin listeners, we have a special treat for you today. We are joined by Jim from the Wisconsin Cheese Masters right up in my hometown of Egg Harbor, Wisconsin. Jim, welcome to the cabin. Thanks for having me. All right. So first things first, let's do a quick overview. What is the Wisconsin Cheese Masters? I'm excited. I'm in your storefront right now, which is full of different cheeses from, it looks like from all over the state, correct? We only sell uh, Wisconsin cheese. Um, Everything's made in the state. We have about 60 varieties. We deal with probably 25 different cheesemakers from across the state. So we sell everything from cheddar to gouda to bujuqueza and a lot of varieties in between. Oh, that's awesome. I was going to say, it looks like such a beautiful array downstairs. Can you give us an overview of why you wanted this storefront here that's only selling Wisconsin cheese and why you also chose to set this up right here in Egg Harbor? Well, I actually uh, discovered Wisconsin cheese very late in life, having been a lifelong Wisconsin resident. I didn't realize that Wisconsin made good cheeses. I thought they made the uh, commodity cheeses that are still good um, and useful, but I did not realize that artisan and master cheeses were made in Wisconsin. Discovered that back in 19... uh, No, 2008. um, And couldn't find the uh, world champion cheeses that I'd seen at cheese factories in the state um, and in in the stores in Milwaukee, where I was from at the time. Decided to start an online business. And a couple of years later, I got a call out of the blue from the winery next door and asked if I wanted to use their building to sell cheese. And I thought it made a perfect uh, synergistic relationship with wine next to cheese. That is a perfect relationship, honestly. You can't do a better combo than wine and cheese. Now, I have to ask you about this pretty new program. It's only in its third year that you started called Adopt a Cow, Save a Farmer. So you got to tell us all about that. Well, uh, Wisconsin dairy farms um, are 95% run by families. Um, my family is, has dairy farming in their background as well. Um, I think almost everybody that lives in Wisconsin probably has a dairy farmer somewhere that they know or are related to. And they have been in a serious decline over the last 20 or 30 years. In fact, uh, for the last several years, uh, a dairy farm, family-owned dairy farm in Wisconsin is closed every day of the year. So when we started this business, uh, there were over 15,000 dairy farms in Wisconsin that were family-owned. Today, there are only about 6,800 left. One closes a day, as I said, and 95% of the farms in Wisconsin are family-owned. 90% of their milk goes into production of cheese, so the best way to support a Wisconsin dairy farm is to buy cheese, because there are about 10 pounds of milk in every pound of cheese. 
So we came up with the idea of adopting a cow uh, to save a, a dairy farmer. And the reason we came up with the adopt a single cow is that um, your shipment your shipments of adopt a cow cheese that if you order online uh, includes six pounds of cheese, which is what uh, a, a cow can produce in a day. Well, they only produce the milk in a day, and then the the cheesemakers produce the cheese. Sixty pounds of milk converts it to six pounds of cheese, and we do adopt a cow in two shipments of six cheeses each. Uh, for a total of six pounds, and we're doing that this year, the week before Easter and the week before Mother's Day. Um, total cost is $159, and the uh, in addition to that, $5 from each sale is going to the Wisconsin uh, branch of Future Farmers of America. That sounds like such a fantastic program and something so needed in Wisconsin. Like you said, I, I definitely did not realize that dairy farmers are closing at such a drastic rate. Jim, can you let us know, let our listeners know uh, if they wanted to stop physically and if, when they were in Door County, where can they visit you and where can they visit you again online? So we are in Egg Harbor, Wisconsin. Uh, we're right on Highway 42. We're open seven days a week, all year long. Um, and to visit us online, go to wisconsincheesemasters.com and you can find Adopt-A-Cow on the homepage there or you can go directly to that at wisconsincheesemasters.com slash adopt. Are you ready for just the most adorable review? An adorable review? I'm yeah. so excited because this review is after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this comes from Apple Podcast user uh, hrice19. And uh, the title is A Compliment and a Request. Oh. Says, so there's Hello. a catch. Hello, uh-huh. cabin crew. My sister, cousin, and I absolutely love your podcast. We compare notes every week after listening and are always adding places and adventures to our Wisconsin bucket list. Oh, my goodness. One thing that. we love to do together is check out Wisconsin coffee shops. Our little coffee crew would love an episode on Wisconsin coffee shops. And if you need three guest hosts to accompany <laughs> you, we have quite the extensive list. Oh. Uh, thank you so much for all your amazing recommendations. Your podcast has been something for us to bond over. Aww. Aww. We will always be loyal followers, and uh, that just, just makes me feel like heart. uncomfortably powerful. I, I don't know if I can handle that, but uncomfortably powerful. I was going to say heartwarm, but also the fact that I, because I've been wanting to do like a coffee shop episode, yeah. but it was one of those things in the back of my head where I'm like, uh, would anyone care as much as like I would care, or is it just a selfish episode? Well, so to read this, I was yeah. like, yes. We'll have to uh, get in contact, see if we can compare notes. Please, H Rice. Uh, 19, please do me a favor and actually DM us at the Cabin Pod on Instagram with some of that list so that we can definitely include them. Mm-hmm. So we're, yeah, it's coming. I'm excited. As the tra- <laughs> yeah, and it's tricky. Coffee's like, you know, we do ba- we've do we done bakeries, we've done fish fries and pizza places. There are so many great coffee shops There's in the so state. so many. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard to list them all, but of course it can't hurt to talk about some of them yeah. well, and, and kind of light the light the fire on it. Well, mm-hmm. I might have to, to do a, a pizza fish fry style episode where I make you do all the rest of the recommendations in a Wisconsin in 72 style. I'm in. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Challenge accepted. Load me up with some jolly good and I'll rattle them off. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, make sure you join us next week as we uh, officially welcome the first day of spring mm, in yes. a week, which is going to be awesome. And uh, of course, fascinate you with more on Wisconsin. And as we wrap it up here, a quick message from the All of Us Research Program, because the All of Us Research Program has a simple mission. They want to speed up medical breakthroughs. To do this, they're asking people across America to share their unique health information to create the largest, most diverse medical research program ever. 
The mission is an important one because the more information researchers have, the faster they can create individualized prevention, precise treatment options, and better care for all of us. Together, let's make this mission achievable. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by Eric Polson, Dave Janice, and me, Susan Foch, with guest host Courtney Hansen, produced by me and Audio Dave, with video editing by River Sparks, and social media by me and Courtney Haas. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com, and don't forget to leave us that review and a request. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. Growing up on her family's dairy farm outside of Fond du Lac gave Katie the foundation she needed once she discovered her passion for CrossFit. Being a farm kid, you were always kind of like physically active, moving around. Like I can unload a wagon of hay and it's not a big deal. Picking rocks, like being able to pick up heavy objects was pretty normal. The hard work that I learned as a farm kid, like, okay, if you're just consistently doing things and getting better every day and trying to like just be 1% better every day, the same thing applies in CrossFit. My goal is to just be the fittest person I can be. And so a big part of that is making sure my nutrition is as great as it can be. I involve dairy as much as I can in my diet as well. So a lot of Greek yogurt. I drink whey protein pre and post workout. I involve a lot of cheese (laughs) because we're Wisconsin. You can't not have cheese. Of course, ice cream, yogurt, and cheese aren't just in her diet because she's a dairy farmer. For me, I include dairy because it's a really economical way to fill the holes in my nutrition that I can't get from other sources. And there's so many vitamins and minerals found in milk. The calcium, potassium, vitamin D, all those things, protein, and it also tastes really good. CrossFit is very similar to agriculture in the fact that you don't always see growth every single day, but at the end of a season or at the end of a really long cycle or stretch, you can see like, oh, I put 20 pounds on my back squat over six months. Just like, okay, over six months, this field grew from a seed to this large crop. The little things that happen every single day, kind of behind the scenes, they aren't big and flashy by any means, but in the long term, they really produce some great outcomes. And now you know your Wisconsin.